So um, Mitch did a great job of preaching through James 1 uh, through 18, and I'm going to be handling the, uh, the second half of it. And I want to go back and read for context, but I just want to point out in 19, he says, so then, and really that is a hinge point or pivot. So everything that we're about to read, pay attention to, he's saying. So having the knowledge of everything from James 1.1 through 18, so then we move forward. So let me go ahead and start in James 1, and I'll read through. James 1, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let that patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Go ahead and underline lacking nothing if you have that in your Bible. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and unstable in all of his ways. Let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation. Because as a flower of the field, he will pass away. For no sooner has the sun risen with a burning heat than, than it withers the grass its flower falls, and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. Listen to this. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one, that's us, each one of us is tempted when we are drawn away by our own desires and enticed. Then, when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. So do not be deceived, my brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And it comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. I want to dig into that verse real quick before I move on. Do not be deceived. Every good gift. So as I was researching this, I was looking up the word gift. And there's two separate words for gift um, in the Greek. And the first one that came to mind was toro. And by, by the way, it's not, I don't know Greek. You know, I don't speak it fluently or anything like that. You know, basically the only Greek I know is Giannis Antetokounmpo, so that's about it. But I know a little bit, maybe a little bit more, but that's it. But doro is, is not the word that we're looking for here. That's like a present that you open up on your birthday. But this word gift is dosis, right? Kalotosis, good gift. And what that's emphasizing is the inclusiveness of God's graciousness. So the first denotes an act of giving, right? 
uh, two weeks ago, Zach preached, and he said that um, he was preaching, and I believe he was in uh, yeah John three sixteen. He said, "For God so loved the world that He gave." That was His posture. That was the first His movement towards us. When you love somebody, you you usually give whatever you you can, you know, because out of love. So that was His posture towards us. He gave, right? And then here it says every perfect gift. The reason why there's a different variation here, and I'm digging into it, is because the second is the object given, right? So perfect gift in Greek is teleo dorima, and that is the object that's given. So God, in John 3.16, he says, so God so loved the world that he gave, he dosis, his only begotten son which is the perfect gift, which is Jesus Christ. So just underline that and highlight that, because that's significant. All right, let me move on. So 18. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Another um, translation would, would say that, that we might be, we became his prized possession. That's how much God loves us. Right? We are his prized possession so much that he gave the perfect gift so then now we get to where i'm preaching have i started yet i don't think i have all right so so then right knowing all of that that we just said knowing that faith produces patience patience let it have his perfect gift in you if you need anything ask god right if i if you lack wisdom if you lack anything if you lack patience if you lack kindness all the joy fruit all, all the fruits of the Spirit, if you lack anything, you can ask him. But don't doubt, right? Without doubting, because without that, you're not going to receive anything he says. So, so then, knowing all of that, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Slow to speak, I love that. Swift to hear. You know, there's two different definitions for, for hearing. There's a difference between hearing and listening. There's a difference. Actually, Mitch was talking about it, I think, uh, last month. And there is a difference. When I think of, you think of listening, right? You're thinking of, you're, you're hearing sounds, right? And you're, you're not really interpreting the sounds. Because how many of us have listened to reply? You know, where you're talking to your spouse or whatever, and she's like, you know, Actually, I'm, I'm, let's, let's, let's go. <laughs> you know, I'll over there. Let's use a different analogy. Um, uh, on a spot here. But, but you know what I mean? You're, you're talking to somebody. You know, a better analogy is, is the debate we just watched. Right? Um, were they listening to really, were they trying to hear what each other was saying? Or were they like, okay, as soon as you say this, I'm going to say this. As soon as you say this, I'm going to say this. And then I'll say this. And it's like, okay, you're not really. And he's saying here, so then. Be swift to hear, slow to speak. Don't be like the world, like they did in the debate. Don't be like them. We're, we're, that's, not how, that's not how we are made to be, right? And slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. You know, a few weeks ago, Mitch read out of Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. And uh, I just want to go back really quickly, if you have that up there on the screen. Proverbs 
29:18. If you know, it's fine. Okay. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. I love that. Where there is no revelation, a better translation is, where there is no vision, the people perish. Right? Because if you're casting off restraint, I mean, that means you don't care about anything. Like, I'm just going to walk out in the street, and I'm not going to look both ways. Right? Just, (laughs) I don't have any restraint. So, you know, it is... But the, there's no vision that people perish. So what is this saying? This proverb looks both at the lack of the word and the lack of hearing the word. So the lack of not even, like I don't even have time to read this, not, not lack of not even reading the word, right? And then maybe you're reading, but you're not hearing, you're not discerning, you're not perceiving the word, right? I'm reminded of... Um, I didn't tell you to put this up, but I think it's Hosea 4, 6, where it says, uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I think it's so, something like that. But my people, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because we don't read the word. That's one camp. And the second camp is they read the word, but they don't, they don't hear the word. Right? So both ways you're destroyed. Or you perish, right? Because there's no vision there. All right, so we're on 20. So now we're getting to the preaching part. Okay, so doers and hearers. Okay, so 20, sorry, 21, actually. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Receive with meekness. When I think about meekness, I think about strength and humbleness like when strength and humbleness is married i don't know if that's a true definition if you look it up in the google it might say something different but to me that's what it means when strength and humbleness marries each other then you have meekness so i'm receiving that because the word is implanted it's already there it's already there you just need to receive it and guess what it's able to save your souls and it's able to do much more than that It's able to raise life from the dead. It's able to heal. Listen to this. 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For anyone who is, anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away. And immediately forgets what kind of man he was. That sounds ridiculous. Who looks in the mirror, gets ready for a job interview, or go on a a date, you know, all right. And you walk away and say, "Did did I comb my hair? Did I brush my teeth? Did I got eye boogies? Did I check? I I probably did. Okay, I'm just going to go. None of us do that, which is the point. Right? That's ridiculous. So if you're hearing this, right, you're hearing it. You're understanding again. Faith produces patience. If you lack anything, ask God. 
I realized that. Yeah, Jerome, I realized that I'm not tempted by God, but by my own evil desires. I hear you. Yes. The kalodosis. Yes, that's the good gift. I, I, actually, I actually went to school and I Greek. Yeah, I, I actually knew that. The teleodorima. Yes, the perfect gift comes from God. I understand that every good gift comes from God. I understand if I ask him of something, I can't doubt. I get that. Yes, and also, I understand being swift to hear, slow to speak. Man, I'm, I'm hearing you. Yes. But I'm not going to do it. Doesn't that sound ridiculous? As I'm looking at this, I'm reminded of a... Gosh, I almost don't want to tell you the story, but I'm going to tell you. So... <laughs> um, back in the day, I, I really liked Michael Jackson, right? And he had this song. It was called The Man in the Mirror. Man in the Mirror. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it's a great song. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. I'm not going to sing it, but, but, that's, but, it's, it, but the words of the song is powerful, right? I think it came out like in 86 or 87, so I must have been like, I don't know, six or seven years old. And I just remember thinking that he was talking to a different guy in the mirror, like not himself. I actually thought it was like somebody else was in the mirror and he's just talking and I'm singing the song and bouncing along. I'm like, yeah, cool. Point is, I wasn't hearing what he was saying. Obviously, because my young mind couldn't grasp. As I got older, I was like, wow, this is a powerful song. I actually heard the song. Before that, I was just listening. I was just listening, nodding my head. This is cool. I think sometimes we do that. And the reason why I went back a few times to one is sometimes we have to hear things over and over again until well, we hear it. we got to listen to something a few times. If I'm listening to a song and I'm like, wait a second, what is that? Guy? Oh, wow, that's what he's saying. I didn't really hear that. I was just jamming in my car. Not really hearing what he was saying. Mm. Yeah, so why don't we hear? The Bible says you don't have because you don't ask. And when we do ask, we ask with selfish motives. We'll get to that. It's in James 4. It's very simple. Whatever we need, we can ask God. If you lack hearing, man, I lack discernment. Like, I don't, these decisions. What's the first thing that we do? What's the first thing that we should do? We should pray. We should ask God. He's a good, good father. He wants to help you. I know that all my daughter has to do is ask me anything, and I'll, I'll be there for her. So, and I'm a fleshly man. How much higher and better is our heavenly father verse 25 but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work this one will be blessed in what he does Go ahead and highlight that. That is a vision up statement. Right? We talk about vision up. Our first postures towards God. Adoration. 
right? Adoring him. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, that's Jesus Christ. That's Jesus. Focusing and recalibrating my vision towards him first. And then continuing in that. Not saying, oh, that's cool, Jesus. Okay. And then walking, looking down. No. We continue in it. And we're not forgetful. But we're here and we do. And we're a doer of the work. Then we'll be blessed in everything that we do. Twenty six. If anyone among you thinks he is a religious, thinks he is religious, sorry, and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. What it's saying here is if you're doing religious things, right, I'm walking around Tampa Heights with my Bible so everybody can see. You know, I'm on the street corner praying, making sure everybody can see me doing these things. But I'm not saying that's bad, by any means. But what I'm saying is, but you can't control your tongue. You know, which is, again, what does it say? Swift to hear, slow to speak, right? The tongue often is... Uh, you know, it reveal, the purity of your heart is often revealed by your tongue. God, man, I'm having a hard time controlling my speech and my tongue. Okay, ask God. Right? 27, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. A better translation is refusing to let the world corrupt you. Right? So, Jerome, you're saying I got to visit orphans and widows, and is that what it's saying? Yeah. What it's saying is to care about people. Right? I look out into the world, I look at the debates, I look at the racial tension, and people are not caring about each other. Right? So that's, that's not real religion. People are going to church but not caring about their neighbor, right? If we all cared about our neighbor, I mean, I'd be almost heaven, I think. <laughs> right? Right? We'd <laughs> be close. Um, but yeah, caring about people, caring about your neighbor, right? That's a commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. So... You know, in closing, I got three takeaways. One, ask God. Two, be hearers and doers of the word. Three, it starts with looking into the perfect law of liberty, which is Jesus Christ. Having our vision up in adoration towards him. I'll close with this. Unless you act promptly after hearing the word... You will forget the changes and improvements that your reflection showed you that you need to make. I'll say that again. 
unless you act promptly after hearing the word, you will forget the changes and improvements that your reaction showed you that you need to make. Half of you will probably forget my sermon by Wednesday. It's keeping it real. It's true, right? It's hard to remember sermons. What did, what did he preach about? Mm, Jesus? <laughs> the answer is always Jesus, right? So I implore you to, when you're looking at Christ and he tells you, he's going to show you things that you need to change. And you can either listen and obey or choose to not listen and be the guy that looks into the mirror and observes itself and forgets his face. <laughs> right? Yeah. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. Um, thank you for your grace. Just thank you for just the opportunity to be here. Um, Lord, with my brothers and sisters, Lord, your children, uh, we are we are just so grateful, Lord. We want to keep our vision on you, Lord. Um, remind us, Lord. Um, let us remember that we can ask you for for anything. That person at work that's irritating us, Lord, ask us. We can ask you to have more patience. As a matter of fact, you want us to come to you. You want us to speak to you. You want us to have a relationship with you, Father. So I pray that we will be hearers of your word, Lord. Give us discernment, Father. Let us look deep into your word and perceive what you have for us, Lord, every single day. And let us recalibrate our vision towards you. We love you. We say this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.